Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. My name is Jared, and I am your host, and I am alongside Alyssa Antonelli, who is my co-host, but also the co-owner of Mickey Travels, and she is a vacation planning expert when it comes to Disney destinations, and we're very excited to speak with her specifically today and have a great conversation amongst the two of us because today we're going to be going over staying at Walt Disney World and staying on Walt Disney World property specifically because, you know, when it comes to planning a Disney vacation, it can be very overwhelming and and we just want to go over all the benefits, all the keys and all the reasons why you're going to want to consider staying at Walt Disney World. Before I do that, I want to mention that this episode and every episode of the Mickey Bog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. We'll go over more about Mickey Travels and why it's especially important to look into them, uh, specifically with what we're talking about today, uh, later on in the episode. But before we jump into our episode, Alyssa, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great, Jared. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's summertime in Orlando, so it's definitely hot. I was joking with a few of uh, our Mickey Blog reporters about how we feel like every time we go outside, it's either 100 degrees or there's a slight chance of like a tropical storm. <laughs> no in between. <laughs> Summer in Florida, for sure. I went out this morning uh, very early and um, I couldn't even see outside the windows. They were kind of all um, the precipitation from the humidity. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't trade it um, Yeah. really for anything. I know a lot of people always say, you know, Disney summer, Florida summer. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. As we moved here. And the one thing I said was I was never going to complain about the Florida heat because I really had an issue with the winters from where we came. So I will keep my word on that. And yes, it's hot, mm -hmm. but I'm in my air conditioned home. So it's yeah. all good. I'm not going to complain. I feel the same way. You know, I, I grew up in the North, so I'm used to, I'm used to very, very cold winters. I remember, you know, not to sound like an old man here, but I remember walking to the bus stop you know, in 10, 15, 20 degrees and uh, thinking to myself like, oh man, I'd so much rather be, you know, a little sweaty or something than this. And, and exactly. that's true. I think about but it often. Perspective. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And as we always say, when you visit Disney in the summer, yes, it's hot, right? We're not going to pretend it's not. Um, but like our, our homes, everything's heavily air conditioned. So I'm quite comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Right Plus, there's lots of benefits uh, in regards to staying out of the heat, and we'll go over some of that today. But to jump right into our episode, obviously, we're going to be talking all about staying at Walt Disney World. And, you know, with such a uh, Disney planning expert as Alyssa on, it's going to be much easier to discuss the benefits and, and booking a Walt Disney World resort versus not. Um, but just to sort of jump right into it, Alyssa, like, you know, when you think about staying at Walt Disney World versus not, what are the first few things that sort of come to your mind as to why someone is going to want to stay on property? First thing that comes to mind, and I know it's a fictitious term, is the Disney bubble. It's a real thing. I mean, there's no, now to be honest, there's no real bubble. You can't pop it, but we all know <laughs> the Disney bubble and it is where you know, all of Disney lives in. Um, as soon as you leave that Disney bubble, I'm not, I love Florida. You know, I love things beyond Disney, but there's something really special. So if you're visiting Walt Disney World per se, 
you know, there is a real distinction, you know, between staying in that Disney bubble, having that magic 24 seven and having to leave it and then kind of come back and sort of re-enter and leave. And um, so number one is the Disney bubble for sure. Because like I said, no matter where you stay, you're part of the magic 24 seven. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, oftentimes, and I know things have changed with Magical Express and things like that, but oftentimes growing up, I remember distinctly feeling like once you go underneath that sign, you really are in a completely different world. Like the signs look different. You know, even the McDonald's looks more extravagant. It just feels like everywhere I went, it was like a completely different world. And the Disney bubble, what Alyssa's referring to is exactly just that. It's it's supposed to mean for a guest, you're feeling like you're immersed not only in this world when you're walking into Magic Kingdom, but whether you're at a resort or whether you're walking around, you know, between a resort and a park, like the, the cast members, like it's supposed to feel like you're transported to another world entirely and you don't get that at you know uh another resort down the road well and i'll also say and i think a lot of people would agree is you're home yeah when you go under that sign when you get to a disney resort you know they they say welcome home and i remember the first time you know i heard that i thought that's crazy i just left my home to come here what do you mean (laughs) welcome home i'm on vacation yeah. But there it is a, a it is a family feel. They are truly the cast members are welcoming you home and you feel that transition when as you said Jared like you know if you're coming in from the airport or from somewhere else and you go under that sign and you see Mickey and Minnie and it says Walt Disney World you are home. Yeah. No, I mean I I couldn't agree more and I think we're going to talk more about like transportation later. Mm-hmm. Uh but for me that's probably the biggest biggest factor um when it comes to staying on property versus not, you know, whether it's renting a car or whether it's even taking like third party bus transportation or however you go about it. Any way you slice it, it's not going to it's not going to be as as great as using the Walt Disney World transportation that is actually provided for you and is included with your costs. Because to be honest, and again, we'll talk more about transportation later, but like you can't, you can stay at a, at an Airbnb off property, but you can't take the Skyliner to your park. You can't take a monorail from your Airbnb to the park. Like there's certain things that send you directly into this world. Like you're already on a ride to the park. You know? The other thing that's really nice also, and I know we're going to dive a little bit deeper, um, and you and I are local, so I think we can speak from experience. Um, coming from our homes, when we go to a park, those parking lots are pretty massive. And depending on what time you get there, you could be parking pretty far away. Now, great exercise, right? Like I've always kind of been like, yeah, I could use the, use the steps. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you stay on property... You're basically, whether it's bus, monorail, Skyliner, uh, you are dropped off right where you need to be, right, you know, at the entrance to, for the most part, to the parks, the resorts. Um, So, you know, honestly, there's a part of me that I love living here, but I miss that because you and I have to drive and park Mm. and, you know, and, and not to mention, and this is a little funny haha between Jared and I trying to find your car mm-hmm. 
three, four hours later in a sea of how many cars would you say, Jared? Uh, thousands? Uh, thousands, at least. Now, they yeah. do have a car locator in your My Disney Experience account, but I'm going to be honest and say it has not helped me. <laughs> no, I mean. No offense to Disney, but um, I've used it and failed. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I feel lucky because I don't know if it's just my Toyota, but like my Bluetooth and a lot of cars are like this now. Like my Bluetooth is just connected my phone to the car. So usually I go on my maps, like open my maps app and it'll show like which row in the parking lot I am. Nice. And if that didn't exist, I can't even tell you how many you'd times. Still be, you'd still be in Animal Kingdom uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, I'd still be walking around, it, it, you know, and, and even with that, I've still gotten <laughs> lost before. So it's, it's, it's absolutely true. <laughs> you don't have true. to worry about that when you stay on property because, again, the, you know, now, remember, if you're staying off property, that factors into things where you are, you know, unless you're Uber, you know, doing Uber Lyft, but if you are driving from another hotel off property, you might have some of those experiences that yeah. you and I have to once in a while deal with. Yeah, or the transportation and ticket center. I mean, that's a, that's its whole separate situation. I, I mean, I'll be yeah. honest with you. You gotta be ready uh, for that monster. You really do. I mean, I yeah. can tell you just as, you know, as a parks reporter going to the transportation ticket center to get to the Magic Kingdom, I can't even tell you how many guests I overhear like walking around the TTC saying like, this is such a process just to get to the Magic Kingdom. Yes. And because you have to drive there, park in this separate parking lot, which is all the way across the lagoon from the actual park. And you're either getting on a monorail or a boat, you know, there's, it takes a while. You got to get to the park. You got to get to the TTC almost 45 minutes before you're expecting to actually walk into the theme park. And that's that's just a timing situation. Whereas if you're staying, whether a monorail resort where you can just jump on the monorail and boom, you're at the Magic Kingdom. Or if you're staying at any of the other Disney resorts and you get on a Disney bus, the bus drops you off directly at the front of the park. So you're completely skipping out on the you know, extra 30 to 45 minutes. So it's door to door service. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a timing situation. And for families who want to get the very most out of your Disney vacation, mm -hmm. timing is everything. I mean, time management is key to a, the difference between a fun Disney vacation and a stressful Disney vacation. Yeah. Um, you can't always control the time, right? Like, you know, time is sort of its own, its own entity, if you will. Um, but if you can maximize it and try to, you know, and that's one of the things I, I find as a travel agent, um, probably one of the biggest, one of the biggest sellers of staying on property um, is that, as you mentioned, no additional cost transportation. And it comes in many forms, which I know we'll maybe dive into. Um, so that's, that's really nice as well. Yeah, no, I mean, transportation, we'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, I did want to touch upon it for a little bit. But, sure. you know, I do feel like in general, beyond transportation, you know, there's specific benefits that you get included with your Walt Disney World uh, resort in your stay. So can you talk a little bit about that, Alyssa? Because, you know, you know, I think lots of people tend to forget the sort of extra things you're getting when you get to stay at a resort versus stay at, you know, an off property resort or, you know, an Airbnb or something like that. Well, I think one of the, I mean, there's a lot of benefits. Obviously we just mentioned the Disney bubble staying on property. Obviously we know that we just mentioned the transportation. So 
again, without diving into that, we have to just make mention of staying at Disney property affords you the opportunity to utilize that transportation, whichever mode you want. Um, and that switches up throughout your, your state, depending on where you're going. Um, in addition, another really big selling point um, that I have found with our clients um, is being able to utilize the resort amenities. Um, big thing are the pools. And that's not just yeah. summertime. I mean, let's be honest, you know, the pools are heated and open 365 days a year. Um, the one really nice thing, now some people might disagree with me and that's cool, right? I'm a, hey, let's get into it. Jared, you might be one of them. <laughs> one of the benefits of, and I like this personally, is each resort, you, it, the pools are exclusive to those resort guests. Because let's be honest, while each resort has pools and they're all really fun, um, there's certain ones, specifically at the deluxe resorts, that everybody's drawn towards, right? Everybody wants to swim there. And it would get a little crazy if people from other resorts were kind of, or, or from off property, were coming in, all of a sudden you're like, there's 5,000 of my friends in the pool. So they do make it um, a benefit of staying at that particular resort and being able to utilize their pools. Now, that doesn't mean you can't eat at their restaurants, can't shop in their stores. Absolutely, you can. But when it comes to the pools, they are gated. And you do have to use your magic band or your annual pass card or what have you to actually get in. Uh, I like that mm -hmm. feature. Jared, I don't know if you agree with that or not. Um, I think that's a really nice feature. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really enjoy that factor of things. It makes you feel like a little extra special, like you, you know, like this is something that you get to specifically enjoy, you know, that not everybody gets to, to enjoy or be a part of. And, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, speaking about pools, and I know you already mentioned it is, you know, there's different pools for each price point, but there's also nearly every single resort. I, I want to say almost every single one has, you know, a quiet pool, has multiple pools, has different areas, and every pool is themed in different ways. I mean, you know, and some of the moderate pools, in my opinion, are incredible, uh, uh, you know, as is. And, and some of the, even some of the pools at the value resorts to me are super fun. And especially for the children, for example, Art of Animation, you have this whole giant pool themed after the Little Nemo, uh, or sorry, Finding Nemo. And, you know, and so like having that, having the sort of immersive experience with the pools, I think is very cool. A little fun because, fact about the know. Finding Nemo pool, which I'm sure you probably know, Jared, is if you go underwater, has the soundtrack to Finding Nemo. Wow, that is actually really cool. I wasn't yeah, aware of that. Yeah, it's a very, that. very cool thing. And you mentioned even, again, without deep diving, no pun intended, <laughs> um, you mentioned even the moderates. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is uh, Coronado Springs. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, you know, actually, when you look at a lot of um, uh, marketing materials for Coronado Springs, you see the, the pyramid pool, mm -hmm. uh, the pyramid slide. Um, it, it's almost like a, um, an icon of that resort. Oh, yeah. um, you know, so so it doesn't have to be only deluxe resorts have the nice pools. Um, yes, does it get a little bit more detailed, a little you know, as you get up in price point? Sure, but you would expect that. But every single resort, from the all stars to the moderates to the deluxes, all have pools, and again, exclusive to the guests staying at that resort. So again, I think that's a really nice plus 
um, of also staying at the resorts. Um, and then, of course, you know, the other thing is, you know, having the ability at some resorts to be able to have early entry in the morning, you know, just that half hour. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Jared, but, you know, my family in the past and even today, we can get a lot done in that half hour. Mm-hmm. You give me that half hour for only resort guests and I'm going to utilize every minute of that half hour. I'm going yep. straight to the real popular attractions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, let's be honest. Okay. Little hint, tip. You've got that extra half an hour, you know, don't go to, you know, in Epcot, don't, don't ride Spaceship Earth. I know it's right there. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to go there. Now you're going over to Soarin', you're going over to Test Track, you're going to Frozen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, don't ride Small World in that half an hour. Yeah. Go to Space Mountain, go to yeah. Mine Train, you know, so be smart about it. But that's where Mickey Travels agents come in because they kind of guide you through sort of how to navigate. And that goes back to what you said, Jared, about time management. Yeah. I mean, I think what, what so many people get, you know, sort of thrown off or feel so daunting when it comes to planning a Walt Disney World trip or even a trip to Disneyland or, you know, it, it's, it, this isn't your typical vacation. Like it's, it is, it is about time management. And if you want to get the most out of it, you want to be able to experience everything and manage the crowds. And obviously that's a huge part in why having a Mickey Travels agent can make a huge difference for you because that agent is going to be able to give you expert advice, expert tips beyond booking everything for you. But regardless, I mean, for example, when I walk in the Magic Kingdom, which I'm very thankful to say is several days a week, uh, I walk straight down Main Street and during early entry, before nine o'clock, there is that entry into Tomorrowland to the right for a resort guests. And so, yes, you might be able to get in before nine o'clock as a regular guest, but you're not going anywhere. You got to stay right there in the hub. They close every land. You can't go anywhere. But think of all the people, the resort guests who get to run right over there to the right and jump on Space Mountain with a 15 minute or below wait time every single day. Now you've gotten Space Mountain already checked off your to-do list for the Magic Kingdom. If you go on later, again, great. But the idea is you want to, if you want to experience everything, if you want to experience the big rides, you can knock a big ride off your checklist sometimes boom, too. right away. I know, sometimes yeah, too. Sometimes you might get two and then you think to yourself, wow, it's 9 a.m. Some guests haven't even had the opportunity to go into the lands and I've already knocked out one or two of the big ones. You know, mm-hmm. and then maybe at that point it's, let's go to you know, the bakery and, you know, Starbucks and get our cup of coffee and muffin now because, you know, let everybody else run towards those big attractions. So it is a really, really nice selling point as well. Um, Again, you're, you know, many selling points, but um, those are are definitely, um, you know, certainly a few. Yeah. And just to go back to the pools for a second, uh, just so I can make a few of our listeners, maybe one of them laugh, probably not. Usually I get to make people laugh at my own actions. But uh, (laughs) years back, I celebrated my birthday over at the Beach Club. And I'm a local, but it's still fun to do staycations every once in a while and book a Walt Disney World Resort. So it was me, my wife and a few friends. Uh, We went and got, you know, uh, a villa and everything at, at the Beach Club. And it was it was my birthday, so it was December. Uh, my birthday is the week before Christmas, and it was I believe it was fifty four degrees that day, which is cold for Orlando. Um, but I was I was staying at the beach club. I was like, I'm I'm going to the pool. Are you kidding me? 
And I remember walking out there and these lifeguards were bundled up in these big jackets and pants and just like pacing back and forth. Not a single soul was in the pool. And I just walk out there with my towel and tank top. Only person in the entire gated. My wife didn't go in. She's like, you're crazy. I'm keeping, I'm, but my friend, my buddy, Brandon, him and I jumped in and the pool was like 85 degrees. Absolutely. And I was in there and I was like, man, this is gorgeous. I love this. Yeah, they're heated 365 days a year. And, and the other thing I will also say, just as it's just a really quick aside, um, cause I've noticed this so often, the lifeguards at these pools, they are no joke. There's yeah. a lifeguard. I want to say, and I know it's very specific, but maybe every four to six feet and they're, yeah. they, they actually pace. Yeah, they do. Forth. They pace, they look down. There's a lot of, you know, you, we all know safety's first when it comes mm -hmm. to, to Disney. Um, so I love that as well. They take that part of it very, very seriously as well. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they I've always saved you, Jared, if you had hypothermia or something. <laughs> they could have. Thankfully, I didn't need it with that warmed pool. I really didn't need it. Probably but felt it was, nice. It was funny. I remember I jumped in and I looked up at one of the Disney lifeguards and I was like, do you think I'm crazy right now? And she said, a little bit, but it's okay. We don't judge around here. <laughs> and uh, now I'm guessing you know, when you got out, it was very cold. Oh yeah. It was, it was not as fun. I had to throw on my Christmas sweater. We walked over to Epcot, but it was, <laughs> it was a different, it was a different ball game, but no, I mean, it, it, that's just going to show you that what Alyssa was saying is true. Like even when it's not, you know, you know, a hundred degrees out outside, like it can get in the summertime, the pool is heated when it's not. And Disney Cruise Line does the exact same thing. I believe Disney Cruise Line says if it ever gets below 72, 73 degrees out outside, they instantly start heating the pool the, on board, which is very cool that Disney does that. So, you know, these pools, they're very, very cool. I personally, I love, I mean, every honestly, I've, I'm very fortunate. I've stayed at every resort on Disney property now. Um, the last one I needed to check off was Coronado Springs, which I got to do a few months ago. And I thought that pool was amazing. But I I have a love for almost all of the Disney pools for different reasons. Um, I adore the Wilderness Lodge pool, for example. And I almost like the Wilderness Lodge quiet pool better than the regular pool. So a lot of the quiet pools are cool and they're so well-themed. And I, I don't know, I, I really do agree with what Alyssa was saying when it comes to the pools because you can stay at almost any resort or, or you know, hotel and you might find a decent pool, but I don't think you fully understand how you can make a Disney resort have like a full pool day, basically, with or two, to be honest. <laughs> right. Well, the other thing I just want to really quickly mention, and I'm not necessarily talking strictly about the pools. I guess we can make a whole podcast about Disney pools. Another real big benefit, but this it does kind of keep the, the pool topic going, uh, about staying on property. So I've always been a big fan of this when we used to vacation here. Um, I tell my clients this. Um, certainly not this is what you have to do, but this is something I recommend is doing the morning in the parks, going back to the resort in the afternoon, whether it be to grab lunch, take a swim, check your email, take a nap, get yourself all ready for nighttime Disney. Cause right, like daytime and nighttime Disney are two different things. Mm. That's hard. That's harder to do when you're not on property to have to yeah. get in your car. All right, kids, it's 1130. Get in the car, find the car. First of all, 
get to the car and find the car. That's like an hour, right? Or whatever. Drive back to wherever you're staying on I-4. Do your thing. And then, okay, kids, let's go back. Back to Walt Disney World. New parking. Probably much further back now because now you're later in the day. Um, And then have them do all that again at nighttime. Okay, kids, back to the car. Let's find the car. That's a lot of, in my opinion, hassle. Um, A lot of time wasted. If you stay on property, you're able to say, hey, kids, let's take two, three hours, go back to the resort. You can monorail back. You can bus back. You can Skyliner back. Some resorts you can walk back. So I'm a big fan of breaking the day up. I can't tell you I would do that if I was off property. And then what happens is, hear me out, you're going from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Crankiness sets in, fatigue, exhaustion. Families don't like each other anymore. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Um, It's a long day, and it makes for, oh, are we doing that again tomorrow? All day. Breaking it up really allows you to shut the engines down and restart. Uh, for nighttime Disney. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I'm actually excited to ask you more about that aspect in the second half of the show, because there's even strategies that Alyssa and I can give you about breaking up your day, depending on what Walt Disney World Resort you're staying in. And of course, different tiers of resorts have different benefits too. So we're going to talk about sort of different tiers and different price points, but we'll also talk about how you can utilize transportation pools and everything like that, depending on the different resort you're staying in. But before we get into those topics, I do want to mention that this episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney, and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at mickeytravels.com. That's mickeytravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. Now, obviously, you know, Alyssa is the co-owner of Mickey Travels, so she can speak about it a lot, uh, a lot more eloquently than I can. Uh, but I'm, of course, been a team member here with Mickey Blog and Mickey Travels for a while, so I feel confident I can as well. But regardless, when we're talking about, you know, why you should stay at a Disney resort or when we're talking about the benefits of this versus that. This is why it's so important for you if you're a first-time guest going to Disney or if you've never stayed at a Disney resort before, if you're trying to decide which Disney resort to get. Contacting Mickey Travels, getting setting, getting set up with the Mickey Travels agent, they can walk you through all of it and answer absolutely any questions. And, and the beautiful part about that is when you're confused, when you're really stuck between a few, they can obviously, they can give you the price points for a few different resorts, but at the same time, they can also go into detail about why this resort versus this resort to find exactly what you're looking for. So if you're, you know, sort of deciding and thinking about staying at a Walt Disney World resort, of course, reach out to Mickey Travels and they'll help plan that perfect vacation for you. So Alyssa, I did want to ask you next about you know, sort of price points and differences between the three tiers of Walt Disney World Resort specifically. Um, obviously, Disneyland doesn't have the luxury of space that Walt Disney World has, so they don't have quite as many resorts to, to work with out there. So we're talking strictly Walt Disney World right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the tiers, the price points, and maybe even why this 
price point over this or what you're getting with this one. Can you sort of elaborate a little bit on that? Yes. So, I mean, it's a great question. It's something that Mickey Travels agents uh, tirelessly work to make sure that their clients have the customized, perfect vacation that they're looking for. And that includes the resort choice. And as we said from minute one of this uh, podcast, uh, we want them to stay on property, mm. obviously, for all the reasons that we're discussing. Um, but, you know, interestingly, um, you know, in, when Walt Disney World obviously first uh, was built, there were only a couple of resorts um, and they were high price points, relatively speaking, back in the 70s. Um, so you didn't really, you know, it's you either could afford it or you couldn't. And if you couldn't, you were off property. Um and I'd say more people at that point probably stayed off property because, again, the price point was high. Um, but as the years went on, Disney realized that they want more and more people to stay within that Disney bubble. So they created the different tiers, value, moderate, deluxe, so that everybody could experience being part of the Disney bubble at the price point that was comfortable for them. And that's one of the jobs of our agents is to make sure that we we respect and look for what they're looking for in that process. Because at the end of the day, this is what I've always said. I think each of the resorts is so special. Every single one, from the value up to the deluxe. They have obviously different offerings, but each one is themed. Each one is well-kept. Um, and each one is very respected. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel that your vacation does revolve around your resort. You know, mm. it's not just a place where I know some people think, oh, it's just where I'm going to put my head down at night. And that's very well possible. But to me, it's the experience. Like you said, it's where you might eat. It's where you might swim. It's where you might gather. It's where you might rest. Um, so I do think that that's something to think about when it comes to what experience do I want and where do I want to be? Um, another huge, and I would say this is the very, very top, Jared, when you say what's the difference there's one word, well, one, two words, but they kind of go together. And that is convenience and location. Yeah. It's huge. Um, yeah. When people say to me, why would I spend that large amount of money, stay at a deluxe resort when I could stay at a value resort? Well, the answer is you don't have to. Yeah. But at the end of the night, when you're leaving Magic Kingdom and you've got two toddlers who are losing their minds, um, do you want to get back to your resort quickly or do you want that to be another hour and a half before you get back there, folding the strollers, putting it on the bus, getting, yeah, it's a process. And I'm not mm -hmm. knocking anybody who's staying at those resorts, but what are you paying for? You're paying for location and resort um, and convenience. And it's similar to real estate. You know, you take a house and you put the same exact house in two different places. One's going to be more expensive than the other just because of location. Yeah. I mean, location is everything in, in, in life in general with where you're living, of course, as Alyssa was just saying. And convenience is a huge factor. And that's what, this is sort of the topic I was probably most excited to talk about on this podcast, because, you know, for me, I often think back very, very fondly on the times I got to stay at Walt Disney World with the resorts right near Epcot or the ones right near Magic Kingdom. And granted, I, this Disney Skyliner was built you know, fairly recently. So I didn't grow up getting to enjoy that. But the reason I say this is because for me, there was nothing quite like staying at the Yacht and Beach Club, for example, which is a deluxe resort. Not only do they have the best pool on Walt Disney World property, um, 
you know, it's, it's three acre sand bottom pool. It's amazing. Uh, the fact that you can walk into Epcot, walk into the back entrance of Epcot, that like blew my mind as a kid. Like, I don't, I don't have to get on a bus. I don't have to get on a, a tram or this or that. Like I would just walk and you get this, your, your own little entrance specifically into the back entrance of world showcase and talk about like, Oh, I'm tired of Epcot. Let me walk back to my room. You know, that convenience is unmatched. And beyond that, you get that, of course, with the monorail resorts as well at, with the Magic Kingdom. The fact that the contemporary you can walk to, now there is a walkway from the Grand Floridian you can walk to the Grand Floridian. But beyond that, of course, you have the monorails and you have the boat system right there mm -hmm. too. So having all these systems of transportation, as Alyssa was getting at, you really are getting what you're paying for because you know at the end of the night, if you do what the most people do, there's nothing wrong with this, which is leave right after the fireworks, that mass that uh, we, we sometimes in the Disney industry call that like an exodus, exodus of like people who just like leave all at once. It's, it's a, it can be a big crowd leaving the magic kingdom there right after the fireworks. And if you follow that crowd to the bus system, sometimes you're waiting for a few buses just to get back, just to get back to your resort. Granted, is that still easier than trying to get back to the TTC, getting in a car and going off property? Yes. yes. But at the same time, how much more easy is it for you to get on a boat and then boom, you're at the Polynesian or get on a monorail and boom, you're at the contemporary or, you know, at the Grand Floridian. Like it, it's a night and day difference in my opinion. Yeah. It's really, like I said, it's about convenience. Um, and, and of course, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't say the amenities do get nicer as you mm -hmm. go up the, the tiers. Um, you know, one of the things I always like to mention, um, not everybody knows this, I never like surprises. I don't want anyone to be surprised. Um, the value in moderate resorts do have exterior entrances to the rooms. Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, but it is a little bit more motel-like in that feature. So for example, you, you could have people walking by your room. Now there's drapes, um, but there's that feel. It's a little bit different. Um, you get into the deluxe category. Now you're talking about interior entrances. It's mm -hmm. more hotel-like, um, a little bit more private. The rooms get larger. The amenities get nicer. Um, I will also tell you, and I know this for a fact, the beds get softer. The pillows <laughs> get softer. It is a yeah. fact. Um, but I will say this on Disney's behalf. They have through the years done big refurbishments on all the resorts, but certainly in the value and moderate um, tier. And they have really changed. If you look at, for example, like Pop Century, or I think All-Star Sports still needs to be refurbished, but you know, like All-Star Music, um, you know, it used to be carpet and it, you know, just, it felt very motel-like. And now mm. they've got the hardwood floors and they've got, you know, the room under the bed for the luggage. They never used to have that. Um, the bathrooms are updated. Um, so they've really done a great job in if somebody wants to stay at a value or moderate resort, and that's great. That's their price point. They've really taken it to the next level of trying to mirror it to a deluxe resort without obviously changing the size because you can't change the size of the room. Um, but they've really, up, you know, it used to be where the uh, Keurigs were only mm. in the deluxe resorts. Yeah. So, you know, they've really tried to, 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 I think, um, up, up it a little bit more. Um, so again, there is 
Mickey Travels Agents are great if you want to stay at a value, a moderate, a deluxe, a villa. It doesn't matter. Just stay on property. Yeah. No. And I will say this too. Um, you know, there is really, and I mean, Alyssa can speak about this from a numbers perspective on how much Mickey Travels books these resorts, you know, as of recent. But in the last <laughs> few years, since the development of the Skyliner, for example, the value of staying at somewhere like Art of Animation or like Pop Century has really skyrocketed. And that those are two of the more booked resorts on Walt Disney World property. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that this convenience now, you might think, oh, I'm staying at a value resort. Oh, no, no, no. You get the Skyliner attached to your resort. That's that's incredible that you get yes. that access. So you have um, over to Hourglass Lake, you've got Pop Century and Art of Animation, Jared, you just mm -hmm. said. Uh, then you um, obviously have the hub of the Skyliner, which sits at Caribbean Beach. Um, the Riviera, which is mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous, also yep. is on the Skyliner line. And then, of course, Skyliner has the stop at Epcot and then, of course, Hollywood Studios. So you've got four resorts that are on the Skyliner line. And I will say, Griffey, Jared, the Skyliner was a game changer when it mm -hmm. came to convenience for those four resorts. Yeah. Um, because I will say prior to that, um, there were more people that were like, well, my price point is value. I mean, maybe I'll stay at Pop Century, but I got a bus everywhere, you know, or, you know, Caribbean Beach, by the way, is a very large resort, like mm -hmm. very, very large. And some people were like, yeah, because it was only buses and there's four bus stops internally, Caribbean Beach. Mm -hmm. And now you've got the option of the Skyliner. And I can't tell you how many people will say to me. I want to be by the Skyliner. I want yeah. that convenience. Um, so the Skyliner really was a game changer because prior to that, it was buses, monorails, and ferries. Now you've got this fourth mode of transportation. I personally would love to see the Skyliner. I don't know if anyone at Disney's listening. I'd love to see more <laughs> lines built. Yeah. I, you're not alone there. Options. You're not alone there. A lot of people have been talking about that. There's there's ideas, and I've actually even seen some fans get so into it that they've like developed their exact maps somewhere <laughs> they think it should expand. Talk about yeah, dedication, blueprint, like blueprints. Yeah, they're like yeah. they're like okay, like uh, as if they're <laughs> Walt Disney World Imagineers. But no, I mean it. It really, yeah. Alyssa's right. I mean that it's a huge game changer. And for me, when I look at a resort. Um, the convenience and you know the the transportation elements of it it's a huge factor for me and a lot of that started with Walt Disney World and and how it's stylistically put together because for example you know Disney Springs which has developed and gotten bigger and better and so much to do over there now whether it's eating or drinking or shopping um or just getting one of the best cookies you'll ever have like it's it's conveniently, you can take a boat to Port Orleans. You can take a boat to Old Key West. You can take mm -hmm. a boat to Saratoga Springs. These are, and that's a pretty boat ride. I'm not going to lie. I've had days where I've just taken my wife. We've gone to Disney Springs for lunch. We've gotten on a boat and we've gone down to Port Orleans and gone for a walk between French Quarter and Port Orleans Riverside, which I think is one of the most romantic spots in Walt Disney World. And it, that's a moderate resort. You know, it's not a price that at deluxe, but it, in my opinion, on some days I feel like it should be because I've done, they do horse-drawn carriages that you can uh, pay for over at Port Orleans Riverside. And I paid for one for our third third year anniversary or something. Um, and 
we took that and it goes all through French Quarter and Riverside. It's gorgeous over there. So my and if point you want is great beignets, gotta go over French Quarter. Exactly. Because like See? I tell you, they have the best beignets. And of course, you know, then you know, you have just and again, just the uniqueness of each of the resorts. The the thing you can't go wrong with is every single resort, value moderate deluxe, they are all, villas, they're all ridiculously themed. The theming yep. they have, and it, and what's really interesting is you would almost think, well, you know, they'd really theme the deluxe resorts and eh, maybe like the values would be like kind of like a Motel 6. I mean, you know, you go to All-Star Sports and you have those sports icons that are larger than life, you know, uh, Pop Century. I mean, gosh, if you were born and a pre, if you really lived through these different century, uh, excuse me, decades, not centuries, it's really fun to see the shadow boxes. Mm -hmm. With all of that, like personally, like the 80s was my favorite decade. So it's super fun to see the shadow box with all that. Oh my gosh, I used to play that game. Oh, that was my favorite candy. I used mm -hmm. to watch that TV show. It's really, really fun. And I also want to say, and I know we're not talking about the holidays, Jared. I know we're not. So I promise I'm not <laughs> going not gonna to step into the holidays. But I will say that every resort does get decked out for the holidays. Now, some more than others. So, and we'll, we're not going to, we're save this for another, another podcast. Um, but nothing is missed at these resorts. And I will tell you, and I mean this wholeheartedly, another reason to stay on property. It does not matter if you are staying club level at the Grand Floridian, or you are staying in a standard room at one of the all-stars, you are treated like family and like a guest and you are home no matter which resort you stay in. It's not like, well, they're going to be treated better because they're spending more money. That is absolutely not the case. The cast members treat every guest, no matter where they are, like their family. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that um, specifically. I mean, when it comes to, you know, uh, you know, now that you're bringing up Christmas, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention something. <laughs> of course. You know, uh, I, I just we have, we, yeah, I know. We have quite the debate on our team between which is better between Halloween season versus Christmas season at Walt Disney World. Which, Can you at least admit that you and I are both team Christmas? Yeah, and I will say this, Alyssa, too. One of the reasons I am team Christmas is Halloween doesn't get decorations at every resort during the that season. But Christmas, she's absolutely right. Every single Walt Disney World resort gets decked out for the holidays. Yeah. And like she said, some more than others, but I will say this, I am almost, because during the holiday season, I love the holidays so much, especially at Walt Disney World, that I just like bounce around different resorts and just like see all the decor. And even like the value resorts that you wouldn't think get decked out as much as like Wilderness Lodge. Like Art of Animation, I always find really beautiful during the holiday season. They put up these big white Christmas trees and it's colorful and you're seeing like all the Pixar ornaments everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so I just, I think it is so cool how much they put into all of the resorts and how much theming they put into it. I mean, it just goes to show you that extra like Disney difference that is within theming because I'm a big, I'm a big sucker, for example, for that kind of theming when I'm walking around at Disney park, I have a huge, I have a huge love for like original themed lands and rides. And I love walking through Frontierland when I've done live streams for Mickey blog and like pointed out, 
You see, that's a lookout, and that's supposed to be themed after original lookouts during the Great Frontier when they were trying to make sure of ongoing attackers like Walt and these original Imagineers tried and focused really hard on how to make this all look so immersive, like you're entering a different world. And frankly, I think some of these resorts are exactly like that. Like, I feel like when you're walking around Port Orleans Riverside, you feel like you're suddenly in the outskirts of New Orleans, you know, and, and when you walk around... And Art of Animation, for example, has a whole cars-themed area where they it, it feels like, whoa, you're is that the cozy cone? You know, like it's it's very cool. It really one is. One of the things I've I've also said, um, and we know this as well, but you know, when you're either in Epcot or Magic Kingdom and you're if you're in the World Showcase and you go from one country to the other, it's crazy how steps transition you with music and smells and sights mm -hmm. from one to the other. You're like, how did I just leave? you know, um, Germany and walk into Italy. It was just like steps that took me yeah. there. Same thing with obviously Magic Kingdom, right? You literally go down Main Street and you hear the band and all that. And then all of a sudden you turn right and you hear this like futuristic music. Yeah. And you're like, how did, and, and they were just playing something, you know, like doing a, uh, the band was just playing on the stage of the castle. It's crazy how to do that. But the funny thing about it is like, just a real quick example is the Yacht and Beach Club. And you mentioned that earlier. They are, I call them, you know, we call them sister resorts, right? But they are two separate resorts that are connected. Um, mm -hmm. You can walk for the most part inside between, you have to kind of a little bit outside by beaches and green, mm -hmm. but for the most part inside. And they share a storm along bay. But funny thing about it is you walk into the beach club and it's so beachy and, um, and, and you know, coastal if you will, right? You really feel like, okay, I'm at the beach. And you just walk however, maybe a minute and a half minute into the yacht club and it's all nautical. Mm -hmm. And you're now feeling like a captain, you know? Yeah. Um, and the, the colors change and the thing, and it's just that minute from the two and they share, obviously you can argue nautical and beach shirts, but they're separate and they yeah. keep it that way. And it's just, like you said, it's the, it's the theming, I guess the, Thing I want to circle back to with all this conversation about the parks and the resorts is when you stay on property, you're always a part of all that. Yeah. No, you I never mean... get, you never have to leave that bubble, that immersive bubble and have to come back, leave, come back, find your way. Um, there's just something really, really special about staying in that bubble. And it's, I would encourage it, even if your price point is low, we can find you the package that works with your budget. Mm. Um, it doesn't, you, there's nobody has ever said you can only have a good time staying in a deluxe resort. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, and like I said, I think there's, there's transportation benefits now with even the value resorts, whether it's the Skyliner or whether it's boats. I mean, mm -hmm. there are those benefits and it's the same thing with moderate resorts and, and obviously the deluxe we got into, but one of the things we haven't even sp spoken about, which I want to briefly cover before we wrap up this episode is dining, because I think personally, almost nearly almost all of the best restaurants at Walt Disney World are found at the Walt Disney World resorts. Now there are certain resort there are certain restaurants that you can find at the parks, don't get me wrong. Um we all have our favorites from each park, but in my opinion growing up, I mean we had must do 
restaurants that we would go to a specific resort to have. So staying at a certain resort and having that right there for you is is something that you can't really describe. I mean, for example, if you get to stay at the Polynesian, not only do you have Ohana right there, you have Trader Sam's right there. You have the Tambu Lounge right there. You have these things that like you can walk to. People are would die just to, just to go visit but you get that in your resort. So I think that's like an, an additional benefit that, you know, not enough that we haven't even really spoken about yet. It's just like having access to these restaurants and, and every, seriously, every single, you know, resort has their own dining options, of course, but there are certain moderate resorts. We already mentioned Coronado Springs that has multiple lounges, multiple great spots, a rooftop over there at Coronado Springs these are things that like are a benefit on their own. Well, yeah. And, and I think the other thing to keep in mind when it comes to dining, um, you know, and I think it's appropriate for the different levels, tiers, what have you, is, you know, certainly when you're at the value resorts, uh, you're looking at more of a food court type mm -hmm. of thing, which, hey, I like myself a good food court. Because <laughs> I like to be able to have my options, right? Yeah. Um, and then you get into the moderates, and a couple of them have some sit-down options, but then they have their quick service. And then you get into the deluxe resorts, and now you're talking about a little more, you know, either themed uh, character dining, um, you know, fine dining, uh, quick service. So something for everybody. And as I mentioned earlier, you don't have to stay at a resort to eat at a resort. So we want to make sure True. that that is important to know. If you want to eat at, um, you know, Chef Mickey's, you don't have to stay at the, at the Contemporary. But can I say something about that? If you got, if you have a 7 a.m. or 7.30 a.m. reservation at Chef Mickey's, how nice is it to just take the elevator down and just <laughs> get onto the fourth floor and you're right there? Yeah. Um, Again, just a nice convenience factor. Um, but I will say, I think that the way that they have the foods, the the, the dining options uh, spread out, I think is very appropriate for the um, for the resorts themselves, whether it be, again, a food court, a quick service, a fine dining experience, a character uh, experience. Um, but I think what's really important to know is that every single resort has a place where you're grab and go where you can mm -hmm. wake up in the morning, grab a muffin, grab a cup of coffee. Um, and Oh, and I have to say this, um, you know, it's always great being able to stay at a resort and get the refillable drink mugs. Yeah, no, absolutely. Being able to use those um, in your room for coffee in the morning, um, put, you know, soft drinks, be able to use those by the pool. Um, nothing like those. Um, so, you know, again, a nice little, um, you know, you can purchase them, not, being on property. Uh, it's just a nice thing. You, I feel like this is funny, Jared. I don't know if you're like this. When I'm at a resort, if you and I are there, like, you know, grabbing pictures of things and I see people with their resort mugs, it kind of always makes me happy because I'm like, this is where you're staying. Mm -hmm. You just kind of yeah. know like this is their home. Like they would, you know, it's, if it's in the morning, you see them grabbing their cup of coffee with their resort mug. I don't know. It kind of always, does that make sense that what I'm saying? No, absolutely. And as a local, as somebody who visits, you know, the resorts, honestly, just for fun often, because I love the Walt Disney World resorts that much. I remember when I first moved down here, I remember visiting Grand Floridian. We, uh, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, we ate at Citricos for dinner. 
and then we grabbed a drink afterwards and went down to the went down to the little beach there and sat there in beach chairs and you're looking around at all these happy people on their Disney vacations and it really does transport you to a different world because I was like thinking like okay yes we're gonna go back to our first little kind of dingy one bedroom apartment together after this but for a few moments I can be transported into this different world and I think getting to do that for a full week getting to stay there I mean that's a whole nother level that's what I was, you just hit on exactly what was in my head is that, you know, you and I obviously, you know, don't do, don't do that. But I loved your thoughts of a lot of people locally. And we know a lot of these people, including ourselves who do staycations. Mm -hmm. So it might be a long weekend or even a night or two, you know, to get away yeah. there. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a one night, if it's a three night, if it's a seven night, if it's a 10 night, I don't care if you're staying here for a month. Okay. Stay on property it's, you will immerse yourself. You will be immersed. The cast members will make you feel amazing every minute. Um, and of course, what I also love is, you know, they've gone back to daily mousekeeping. So mm -hmm. you come back to your room and you have clean beds and clean towels and everything, you know, and of course the fun, um, character towels, like in the, you know, the Mickey shapes, um, just everything about, what you love about Disney, the magic, the magical touches, you feel that for the, for the duration of the time that you're actually on your vacation. And that's the goal of Mickey Travels is to listen to what clients want, listen to what their price points are, what they hope for, um, get everything in place to make it as magical as possible. But truly the start of that is having them stay on property the rest yeah. we can build we can build this designer vacation um it's just really hard to do that when somebody's like well i'm staying at the red roof Inn, 20 miles away <laughs> you know no yeah. offense uh, you know i'm not trying to you know but it's a different experience it is a yeah. different vacation and i've had a lot of people who have said through the years i've done it both ways and i will not stay off property anymore yeah, and the, and the truth is, is is like, and I know Alyssa just mentioned Red Roofin, but you we could Was be mentioning, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you could be mentioning the highest hotel brands on earth, the Marriotts, the Hiltons, the whatever, the Wyndhams, and there are lots of great uh, neighbor resorts near Walt Disney World. I've stayed at many of those, and let me tell you, it still is nowhere near the. You might think, oh, the hotel is nicer, and that's true. Maybe you are even staying at a nicer hotel. But once you start trying to get to the parks, start trying to get around property, once you start thinking about that transportation, the bus system, the Skyliner, the monorail, these things that you're missing out on, it it makes up for it tenfold, in my opinion. I've done it both ways, and I'm the same way as what Alyssa was saying. If I'm ever going to go, I'm never gonna stay anywhere else but on property and and you know and it's just it makes such a world of a difference it's the same thing yeah. with with disneyland to be honest with you and and they're slightly different with their good neighbor resorts but regardless when you're going to walt disney world i hope you've taken at least from this episode uh that you know you're gonna want to stay on property and and that doesn't mean we're trying to convince you hey you need to get club level mm -hmm. at the grand floridian you know like there are so many amazing walt disney world resorts at every price point at and and they all have their own benefits they all well, have their the other own thing that's great to know is and and this is something again if i can shout out the amazing agents at mickey travels they know 
what each of the resorts, how the rooms are, are configured, how many guests can stay in each room. Um, you know, sometimes there's that multi-generational family. They want to stay together. So maybe a villa is a nice option. Everyone can stay together under one roof. Um, sometimes people like that space, but they want us to request a connecting room or an adjoining room. We can make all those requests for them. Um, I've had people who have been very specific. I want this longhouse at Polynesian on this floor. I don't want to be close to the elevator. And, you know, we're going to put all those requests and nothing's guaranteed, um, but Disney will do their best. Um, so I just think it's important to know, like, as you said, um, there is a resort at Disney for every price point, every family size, every wish, every wish that a family has, there is, there, there's no need to ever go off property to find something that Disney can't offer. Yeah. And also we haven't even discussed things like proximity to uh, the Walt Disney World golf courses or having, a, you know, sporting, you know, complexes on property or some of the resorts having a spa on their specific property, which some of our Walt Disney World resorts have those like we could we could do multiple episodes just on resorts and we probably will over time. But we do hope that you enjoyed this one specifically. We wanted to just dive deeper into the benefits and the reasons why you should stay on property. And regardless, if you are new to the Mickey Blog podcast, we do want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We have so many episodes now. This is our 34th episode, which is crazy. Uh, now on so many different topics, we've had amazing interviews with incredible guests. We've had, you know, lots of fun uh, discussions on basically all things Disney. And here at Mickey Blog, we do cover Disney full time, whether it's the parks, whether it's the company, the streaming service, the, the movies and so much more, the cruise line. So definitely come check us out. Head over to MickeyBlog.com if you want to get more of your Disney news. And if you want to see more of Mickey Blog's content on social media, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and all that fun jazz, as I like to say. And uh, as always, thank you so much for tuning into another episode. And you will see more Mickey Blog episodes every single Friday. So tune in next week. And we can't wait to entertain you once again. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day.